0: You better get ready. The coffee's poured and the on-air signs flashing. Broadcasting live and local. This is Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M. G'day, I'm Lee Faulkner and look, I know you can't always join me between 5.30 and 9am to find out what's happening in your part of the world and have a little fun with us. So, it's an opportunity here to catch up, re-listen to things, maybe hear something that you didn't get to hear the first time around in our podcast version of the show. And coming up, uh, we'll have a couple of the highlights uh, from what has started out as a short week, only the two days so far this week but uh, we've still got a bit of fun in. you can't be serious. Uh, And we were Very serious about some comments that were made following uh, a council meeting this week, uh, which saw a vote for the deputy mayor of the Toowoomba Regional Council. Now, this has been a contentious issue since the last election two years ago when Councillor Rebecca Vonhoff actually won the most popular votes and should have been straight into the role as Deputy Mayor. Now, it was decided uh, that uh, Councillor Vonhoff didn't have enough experience and so, therefore, Councillor Jeff Macdonald was voted in by his peers. So, uh, that was then set to be re-looked at two years down the track. That time has already gone by. A vote, very contentious again, was held for councillors, uh, including Councillor Rebecca Vonhoff, Voting against Jeff McDonald and voting instead for, for Councillor Vonhoff to take over as the Deputy Mayor. It then sparked some comments from uh, Councillors Nancy Summerfield and Councillor Rebecca Vonhoff, uh, which uh, we wanted to know a little bit more about, particularly surrounding friendships between the Mayor of Toowoomba Regional Council, Paul Antonio, and the Deputy Mayor, and whether or not those friendships may be affecting what we get as ratepayers and decisions that are made. And so I got on to Councillor Hoff and asked her to clarify those comments.
1: Um, So I think that it's fair to say that there's always going to be friendships um, and closer friendships than others. That's just sort of a natural way of doing things. My comments yesterday in the meeting about saying we all know how close um, the Mayor and Councillor McDonald is... I was saying that shouldn't be the basis, though, upon what, which we make our decisions. We should be making our decisions um, about process and, and it shouldn't just come down to how well people get along and, and, and a close mateship. And those were comments that were made in the council meeting. We each had... Jeff and I had two minutes each to um, speak to the councillors and sort of make our pitch. And I guess the thing is that um, in this business, in this line of work, you accept what happens and you have to roll with the punches and you have to accept the votes and um, move on. And if you didn't do that, it would make you crazy and it would make you really bitter. And so it's sort of, it's done now and on we go. We we said we were going to revisit the deputy mayoralty at the two-year mark back in 2020 when the vote was made. Um, that was the council policy, come back in two years, and, um, and so that's what we did. We came back in two years to revise it, and the decision was made to stick with Jeff as deputy mayor. So Paul and Jeff will continue to lead Toowoomba Regional Council, and I, and I hope and trust that they do that with genuine heart for the community and with a sense of humility and that Toowoomba is served really well.
0: So should we as ratepayers have confidence in that scenario?
1: Well, ratepayers must have confidence in local government because if if you don't, then ugh, that's a terrible situation. And um, those meetings are open to the public. You can live stream them. You can see everything that happens in those council votes. There are some issues that are taken into confidential. If we're talking about money um, and like acquisitions of land or something that's commercial and confidence, or a matter about a you know CEO's reappointment or something like that, but short of those confidential discussions, everything's everything's live streamed. And I know it's dry as you know a piece of bread sometimes, but (laughs) but. you know, you can actually see. You can see all of the interactions and you can see what people say and how people vote.
0: Are, are you concerned with the decision? A uh, seven to four in favour? Of Jeff, uh, the only four, no. the only four votes, and, and three of those coming from uh, outside of that uh, outside of that circle. And we're talking about Bill Carl, and Nancy Summerfield, and uh, also Councillor uh, Taylor, uh, Melissa Taylor. Uh, are you concerned about the decision that was made? Because obviously, you felt strongly enough to put your name up against Jeff that perhaps he's not performing in the position that you, as well as you'd like to see, or perhaps that you felt you could offer something that he can't.
1: No, the, the reason that we revised it, well, we went to revise it yesterday, was because back, <laughs> back at the start of the term. Yes. I got the most votes. That's right. And ordinarily, um, ordinarily in the past, that's meant that um, people have been supported for the deputy mayor position. Yes. And at the time, um, the, some councillors said that I didn't have enough experience for that role, and that we'd come back to it. Yep. So we came, we came back to it for that reason. Um, and am I concerned? I'm not. I'm not concerned. Okay. I have, I have confidence in my council colleagues. And um, like I said, you accept, you accept votes, and. I gave it my best shot Um, I work really hard with heart and with head for the community and I think the community sees that they see see that I am a um, person who's really trying for the community and there are hits along the way absolutely (laughs) but um, politics isn't Politics isn't easy. Politics is really, really hard.
0: Absolutely. And 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 democracy and politics is built on robust debate
1: and discussion. That's it. That's exactly it. And I think that I personally feel that um, diversity of opinions and diversity of thought, that's a really good thing. That's something that we should be embracing as a council. And that's something that this community should want us to embrace as well. If the, the alternative to that is groupthink. And the alternative to that is everybody just um, nodding politely and nothing getting hashed out, and and that's not good democracy, and that's not good government. And so, I um, I actually don't think that diversity of opinion and and a, a di- you know the ideas being um, hashed out is a bad thing. So I think it's really good for um, democracy and for our community, and. Um, I think that along those lines, some of the stuff that I've um, been messaged about is I do think that um, questions and debate are really important and, um, and I welcome questions and debate and um, I don't think that, I think more questions and debate are, are very good.
0: But thank you for uh, joining me on the show this morning just to clarify those comments.
1: No worries, no worries Lee and um, I hope you and I hope everybody stays well and on we go. Well, a couple of weeks ago,
0: the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce handed down a, uh, a damning report, really. But it was one that came as no surprise to a lot of people, including a local community advocate, Clayton Rogers, who rang me about it last week and was very concerned that we'd almost been banging our head up against a brick wall for some time, uh, trying to convince the Toowoomba Regional Council and the state government that we have a land crisis. The CEO of the Chamber of Commerce is Todd Rowling, joins me for breakfast this morning. Good morning to you, Todd.
2: Good morning, ladies Good morning, listeners.
0: Obviously, uh, a, a, a really serious issue and and one that is concerning when you think that maybe action could have been taken years prior to now because even if we start today, trying to fix this land crisis is still years away, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's uh, absolutely correct. And the report by an independent consultant was um, very clear um, in its evidence that uh, it looks like people have been or well, the council have been asleep at the wheel.
0: I mean, I don't understand it because it has been something that people have been vocal about, like community advocates like Clayton who phoned me. There have been community consultations. There have been major developers in the region that have been screaming about this and talking about it in our local news services and on this show for many, many years. Why the reluctance to believe the situation then by the council and perhaps even also above them the state government?
2: Yeah, I think we'd um, have to ask the council, but why the reluctance to um, address this issue and address it now? And you're once again absolutely correct. There's been people talking about this for a number of years. Now, if you remember, our business community had uh, we had five different sectors crying out for housing, and yes. we know it. Yes, yeah, so um, it, it relates to the skill shortage because people can't get people here with the right skills to live in houses. We know people who are commuting from Brisbane to Wumba um, because they can't find housing. So it's really, really critical. And yesterday I heard that a, a little subdivision with 35 lots went on the market and 20 were sold in the first three or four hours. So that just demonstrates the desperate need for blocks of land and the desperate need by the community to secure those blocks of land to secure their future
0: absolutely and basically uh, i it, it flies in the face of everything that you as a chamber advocate for though you know because if we don't have the land if we can't bring people into the region if we can't have people getting housing uh, and have security in this area then we have a real problem for business security moving forward
2: uh, we do, and more important we have a problem for business growth Yeah, um, it, it's, it stifles um, business investment, it stifles growth, it stifles um, business growing and thriving and flourishing, and that is the backbone of the Toowoomba economy, so it is a critical issue that needs um, addressing and addressing now But you know Lee, at the Chamber, it's not just all about doing the evidence to find if the issue is real and we've also articulated a number of solutions, and on the 29th of this month we'll get together and articulate those solutions again so we can actually get this bus driving in the right direction oh,
0: that'd be fantastic all right uh, and and i guess you know as always the the message is and, and never more important than right now that we support our local businesses so restrictions of uh ease things have changed dramatically and now is the time uh for people to you know really get behind our local business community
2: now, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's, uh, we can't forget the last three years, and there's been a great upswell in Toowoomba and across the country about supporting local. Yes. We have great produce. We have great stores. We have great people working hard in the community in their businesses. Um, so get out, support your local business. You know, all the normal things we say, say yes to local, because it's uh, critical now as it has ever been.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the uh, Chamber of Commerce president, uh, CEO is Todd Rule. And uh, as always, uh, Todd, thank you so much for your time this morning.
2: Always a pleasure.
0: Now, with just weeks to go to a federal election, all of a sudden, as if they've grown from the ground, the political signs have popped up at intersections, roundabouts, and all around the place. And it prompted one caller, Sandy, uh, to phone in with her frustration surrounding it.
3: OK, well, um, oh, it's mainly about the signs, because when Hubby and I are out in the car, you know, and we see all those damn signs oh. on the sides of the roads, so they're an ISO, um, I reckon, Lee, and they're distracting to drivers. I agree with that. I, the
0: distraction to drivers is the thing that I can't understand how they've managed to get away with it for so long because there's so many of them and they're all oh. there and uh, it's not like one big billboard that sort of you no. can see it off in the distance. These things, you come around a corner and bang, there's yeah. all these, and straight away your eyes go to them because you think, what's yeah. that? And That's then you're right. not looking at the road. So why aren't our police concerned about that when they're so concerned about us, you know, looking at our mobile phones That's and right. other things? Rightly right. so. But and if
3: they're vandalised, you look at them what people have done to them, you know. Absolutely, step, you go, oh look what they've done there. No, I don't like it. And and they, uh, I said, if I was a politician, I'd have one in each street, not one next to the. And you have got the same photo of the same person. Know, yeah, they're person all stuck next it. to each
0: other. Yeah, it's no, a, how stupid! It's, a, it's like they, they grow there <laughs> in a little field of politics. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I hate them anyway I hate them. I those.
0: do too. I am with you. <laughs>
3: you just oh. have it um you know I don't, I don't oh. know but I would rather hear them talk to you on the radio. Yes. And absolutely let, let us know what they're going to do. 100% um, and we give them the, the opportunity or to do or that Isn't on the TV yes. not on the side you know No, wrecking our um our lovely properties it's like I I think idol. you're
0: absolutely <laughs> right. I hate the damn things. Me too. Uh, you cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious, and haven't things changed at school since I was a boy? Texas students at Gullet Elementary were thrilled when the Easter Bunny, well, you know, a parent in a rabbit suit, turned up last Thursday and started handing eager kiddies some Easter treats, which included the obligatory chocolate eggs. But the move has left parents fuming, and not because of dietary concerns, but the fact that some of the kids got condoms. Wait, what? Yes, in a letter to parents, Gullet Principal Tammy Thompson says that a parent had visited the school and while handing eggs filled with candy to some... Others were given unopened prophylactics. Seems a very unusual Easter tradition, although we do know what they say about rabbits. Either way, an adult dressed as a rabbit handing out contraceptives to primary school children is about as disturbing as it gets. Meanwhile, in Michigan, parents at Grand River Academy were left outraged when a kindergartner brought a bottle of ready-to-drink margarita, which multiple students drank from. Well, at least she shared. Alexis Smith is one of the parents her kindergartner had a Dixie cup full of mixed tequila drink and said she had four or five sips. The kiddies were each given what they thought was juice during snack time. In fact, they were drinking Jose Cuervo margarita mix. In a statement, the school said, while we try to keep an eye on everything our students bring to school, it's simply not possible. Really? I remember inadvertently putting a snack in my daughter's lunchbox that contained traces of nuts and soundly got the rounds of the kitchen and they missed a bottle of margaritas. And the fact the little girl had glasses with salt around the rim, was wearing a sombrero whilst whistling la curacha should have been a bit of a clue. Anyway teachers were last seen heading to the staff room with the confiscated margaritas faster than Anthony Albanese has turned voters away from the Labour Party You cannot be serious! Tonight uh, in Melbourne, uh, the uh, boxing world will be all eyes on the ring for the main bout. Michael Zarafa will take on Isaac Hardman. Two Aussies will go head-to-head. And, uh, well, to the winner, the spoils. We're going to find out exactly what that's all about. My good mate uh, Rob Scheif from before the fight uh, is there in Melbourne, mate. G'day. How you going?
4: Mate, how are you?
0: I'm good. I wish I was where you are right now. It sounds like it's say really building. There's a lot of excitement and really uh, and great weather to boot.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It hasn't stopped raining, and it feels like it is minus two hundred down here. Let me tell you that. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: you might be, uh, it might be a uh, uh, putting the uh, the paddles out a little bit later on to get to the fight. Uh, but you'll be there side to have a look at this, and of course all the uh, reports on before the fight. Uh, you can check that out online, and uh, it is absolutely brilliant. Just tell us a little bit about this bout, though. Two Aussies, as I say, Michael's a Rafa. Uh, we know him from fighting Tim Zoo uh, and Isaac Hardman. These two blokes. Uh, which way is this fight likely to go? Do you think?
4: Well, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, one of the biggest grudge matches that Australian boxing's ever seen, obviously brought on by uh, the introduction of social media and awareness these days. It's it's really gained a lot of traction. This fight actually came about on a go-live we were doing on Instagram. So uh, I am going to take all the credit for this fight <laughs> happening uh, because, yeah, we got an idea that these boys didn't like each other. We put them on, and there it went. Now, Zarafa uh, was famously to fight Tim Zuber yeah. pulled out just beforehand, which caused a lot of controversy. But but just before that, he was on the map um, in a big way with the two fights that he had with Jeff Horn and a bit of success he had over in overseas. Unfortunately, every time he did go overseas, he, he had a loss, but it did get him a bit of traction, and then that led to the Jeff Horn fight where he famously won the first one in Bendigo and then uh, lost the second one. And now Isaac Hardman, who is an MMA crossover, has just erupted ah. onto the scene. And has been doing really big things. And again, uses social media very, very well with a big promotional company, DNL, uh, events. And with that, has gained a lot of traction. Uh, and yeah, these boys have met. We've been down here for press conferences where. Uh, there's been a little bit of argy-bargy, but yesterday afternoon, uh, uh, sorry, yesterday at lunchtime, there was a little bit more than a bit of argy-bargy.
0: Yes, I saw that. A little bit of slap and tickle. They are ready to go, and rightly so, because the winner of this could very well uh, get a shot at that IBF middleweight belt that's being, uh, they say, vacated by Golovkin, because he wants to fight Alvarez, and that fight should be an absolute blockbuster, but the chance for one of these two boys to get a world title to bring back to Australia?
4: Look, yeah, definitely the interim uh, title. Yeah, so the Eliminator, they get a chance to fight uh, with, the, with one of the top two guys that are there and then obviously you know, move on for the for the world title. Also on this card, we have to mention uh, Shanika Johnson is fighting for uh, the IBF Super Bantamweight world title tonight. So we're, yeah, the whole country is getting behind her after uh, Ebony Bridges got the Bantamweight IBF world title a few weeks ago in Leeds. We're now backing up with another one of our girls fighting for a super bantamweight world title IBF uh, belt tonight which is really, a, you know, that's a, it's amazing things. It's great for female boxing. Sky Nicholson will be fighting April 30th at Madison Square Garden under the um, Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano card which will be the biggest female boxing event ever made and uh, Sky Nicholson will be the first Australian female boxer to fight in the mecca of boxing, which is Madison Square Garden. So Australian boxing really on fire at the moment, doing big things.
0: No doubt about that. And promoting it beautifully is before the fight. Uh, Check it out. Rob and his team, they're doing a great job with that, and they're well-respected in the fight community for very good reason. Enjoy the atmosphere down there tonight, mate, and we will talk to you soon.
4: Mate, absolutely. Thank you very much.
0: All right, well, that'll do us for this edition of the Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M podcast. And if you want to catch up on what happens for the rest of the week, uh, make sure you look out on the listener app for our podcast on Friday morning, which also includes, thanks to Bottle Mart, The Smelly Boot, all the tips for you to avoid this weekend coming up. And you can ask the locals guide too while you're there to get the heads up on some of the great events happening around our region. You have a great day. Thank you for listening.